This was the sixth attempt on the life of President de Gaulle. In desperation, the OAS terrorists hired a professional killer. His code name, the Jackal. This is a once-in-a-lifetime job. Whoever does it can never work again. How much do you want? Half a million. What? In cash. I'd like to know how you expect us to find half a million dollars so quickly. A desperate plan. Nothing left to chance. Every chilling detail. Time to the second. How do you stop the jackal? How do you stop the clock? Commissioner Berthier, we're in trouble on this one, since not even the OAS know who he is. Action service can't destroy him. Territorial surveillance can't pick him up at the border because they don't know what he looks like. An unparalleled manhunt. A determined and relentless killer. Impossible to know. Impossible to stop. Every chilling moment of Frederick Forsyth's sensational book, brilliantly filmed by director Fred Zinnemann. He's vanished. I don't think we really ever had any idea what kind of man you've been pursuing. Uh, excuse me. It's just occurred to me that we've got two days to catch the jackal. Of course, liberation. That's what he's been waiting for. Step by step, with fascinating precision, the jackal moves closer to the moment of kill, to the day of the jackal. Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, in. And welcome to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. I'm Mark Kelly. How are you? I'm all right, yeah. I've, I've got to come a bit closer there. You can come a bit closer. You know. I know, yeah. We've known each other since 1985. I know, yeah. Covid and all that shit. Co- really? No, 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 really? No, I just want, I don't want my big booming voice to like... Uh... Have, do you, not, you don't listen to this programme, do you? No. You don't? I could never listen to myself in Emma, you, do you occasionally listen no. to No. You don't either? You no. don't either? No. My dad's in Natalie doesn't either. There you go. So basically... So I mean... literally have no support for that <laughs> voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you are levels these days. Oh, oh well, you, You're not the booming brummy, as someone once called you. Oh, right. You know, no, you are levelled. So hopefully everything should stay in it. Oh, right. the same. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah, it takes yeah. me out. You wouldn't know that, would you? Because you just turn up on no, the day. No. no, I have listened to a couple. I started listening to the Godfather one again the other week. Oh, right. Just be, well, about last month, because I just watched the off app, which we're going to get around to a minute. Yeah. And uh, so I thought, oh, I wanted to know what, you know, what, what I was talking about it. But I just like, you know, you find yourself a bit, you know, arguing with yourself. Arguing with yourself? Yeah, yeah. Or just saying, oh, what is that? schizophrenia? Not, 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 in, not arguing about it like that. Just like uh, what you say, thinking, oh, I could have said that better. 
or yeah. being self-critical, which yeah. is a lot, I know a lot of people are like that. In- it's a bit like when you come up with a really witty put down after someone has a go, yeah, yeah and then it. it's like about <laughs> two days later, yeah, and you go up to the person and go, oh, well, well, no, I don't mean, no, I just wondered if you was amazed by the amazing editing that I do these days. No, no, one right. thing I did notice, it was no, really, really smooth. Thanks very much. It's all right. Just, no. just putting it out there. No, yeah, please. I want some praise every day and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just swallowed off. Well Thank done. You. Thanks. Well done. That, that sounded very Well sincere. done. <laughs> <laughs> just sounded exactly like the teachers at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've, I have now completed, after your great, fantastic okay. recommendation, and also me taking the plunge and subscribing to uh, Paramount Plus, I've done all of uh, Strange New Worlds. Uh, I've done... All of well, the two Picards, which we'll talk about at the end of the series, and I have done the whole of the offer. And I have to say, mm. now that came out last year. Last year, yeah, yeah. So any, award, I think it picked up uh, two no, awards last year. People are talking about that but should be all the awards. Is it viable for awards this year? I because don't it's know. Netflix it, thing. Streaming is really weird, isn't it? Yeah. What wins and what doesn't win? Because if you if, if you talk about an ensemble cast, mm. it can't be beaten. No way. It can't be beaten. And like the, the people who play the people, they're not sort of impressions, which is easy. They sort of inhabit, like Brando in it. He does like that bit with the dinner table is amazing, isn't it? Where they start acting like the, the oh, family. Yeah, that that was, bit is amazing, isn't it? I think it? the thing with the James Khan character, that he, bit, his hair's a bit too, his hair's a bit too yeah, yeah. Garfunkel. I know, but that know. is true. So if, but that's why he beats up that guy. So now, I didn't really know about that until the offer. Until that, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I tell you what really pleased me was seeing Luther Ringer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Incredible Hulk there playing Luca Brasi. Luca Brasi, yeah. Which was just, that is brilliant. No, and, no. and I mean, I know the, apart from the Luca Brasi character, I know that the, apart from Joe Colombo and also Joe Ga- Garzi. Joe Garlo. Joe Garlo. Um, the other mafia guys in it are, are made up, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it called Caesar? The, yeah, yeah, like I said, well, there was a bloke called Caesar Benavato who was a really famous hitman at the time. And I think he was sort of based on him, but he was about 10 years later. Ah, right. So, okay. like I said, it's sort of... You've got to have a bit of artistic license, haven't you, to do it's like, it's... I don't, but like I said, I'd like to read the old Ruddy book. Yeah, it oh, would be I interesting, wouldn't it, yeah. to see how different... Obviously, because I made it for a TV show, mm. didn't they? They had to make it a bit of jeopardy. Well, I, I didn't know until I... You know, I have that habit of when I'm watching something, I end up going on bloody IMDb and Wiki, and I should just... I, That's the ultimate doing that, though, I did. It? I ended up having to re-watch part of the episode and put my phone across the end. Yeah. Not because I was bored, not at all. It's because I was there going, oh, my God, I didn't know he did this and did this. Yeah, yeah. And it weren't until I, I was reading up on Al Ruddy, and like we said earlier on in lunch, didn't we, that... The thing is, is you don't. Everyone knows about directors. Everyone kind of these days now knows about writers, but you kind of forget about producers. Apart from the Broccoli family, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not till you realise actually how much Al Ruddy and also Bob Evans has, has done. Really, I mean, that's you know. the best thing about that because you forget that like in producers, the word is produce. Yeah, they make. They make it. Yeah. They're making. They are working, and like the schedule and the constant shit Al Ruddy had on him. Oh yeah, trying to deal with the mob. Mm. At the same time, because that's all true. Yeah. The mobs, and like dealing with Robert Evans, who was hard work, because mm. like I said, I think they downplayed him a little bit in that, didn't they? I think that, I, I've, I've actually changed my profile picture to to uh, Matthew Good as Bobby. Yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. Bobby, but Matthew Good as Bobby. I go into a bit of a. Can I tell you this? I go into a little bit of a. You know, you shouldn't rise to things on Facebook. Right? You shouldn't rise. Yeah, to yeah, things, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I'm a member of a Superman appreciation group or something. It's nostalgia group or something like that, anyway. And you've got the new, all this new DC stuff coming out. You've got The Flash and you've got Supergirl in it. Yeah, right yeah. Now, Supergirl's played by, I believe, 
an Asian girl. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. She looks, as far as I'm concerned, looks fabulous, looks great. Uh, and new suits and all these. Anyway, this person bought it. And somebody, this, this girl, woman, has done a cosplay. Oh. And I have to say, she's nailed the uniform. She's like an all in blue kind of ensemble with a big red S. And is it that. like a proper time? Not one of these overly sexualised cosplays? No, no, no. Well, we just, just breasts out. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. It's the, it's, the, it's the same as what's in the flash. Ah, right. So it's exactly. And I honestly thought it was her. I didn't know. Anyway, this person went and goes, oh, fucking woke Supergirl. Right. And a lot of people say, what are you on about? Woke? It's not woke. It's just a cartoon character. You can do whatever you want. Of course you can. Nick Fury, let's face it. Like, yeah, no, no. So it's like, what what the fuck you on about? You know, it doesn't matter. No. Anyway, um, I turn around and said, oh, just grey and bland. And, I, and this guy didn't have a profile picture. So he had the grey picture. I'm like, yeah, a bit like your profile picture. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I knew, I knew I shouldn't have gone down that street. And he goes, oh, all right, fanboy. Uh, look at you, you James Spader. Because uh, he was, I had my profile picture as James. As you know, I don't have my own picture. Yeah, look at right. you as James Spader. I went, actually, it's Alan Shaw as portrayed by James Spader. But give yourself a clap. And he did reply to it. Oh, right. so, yeah, I, I, I can't believe you got involved in that. Uh, I, normally, I, normally I would just go... Normally I don't give yeah, a shit yeah. about it. Because like, at the end of the day, comics are comics. Spider-Man the multi-universe is a classic example of how brilliant they can do it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Because it's multi-universe. So there can be any comic or whatever. It. it doesn't matter. And it's a comic book, for God's sake. You lose your sleep. But he was really just... But yeah, no friends on his Facebook thing. He was clearly either a bot or a kind of just there to wind people up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I did fall for it. But uh, but yeah, so I, I've now changed it to Matthew Good, who I'm a big Matthew Good fan. Yeah, yeah. Because he was brilliant in The Watchmen. Look, he didn't, look I said, I didn't hear him. I've sort of no interviews about him talking about this programme. No, no. Do, uh, do you know, he was in, I didn't realise, he was in a programme called The Wine Show. Right, a couple of years back with uh, oh, Matthew Reese. Right? That's right, yeah, yeah. I think I saw it on. It was a brilliant programme. Big who are Henry ish, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're going around. But they had a great report and it was a brilliant show. And he weren't I was looking at him, you know, when you look and you're going, I recognise him from somewhere. Yeah. He went until I Googled him and I realised he was in the Watchman. Oh yeah, bloody hell, he plays owls, the owl owl geezer. Oh uh, owl switch. Uh, yeah, yeah, owl, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll have a load of people. Night owl, not night owl. The owl one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I'm, I must admit that the offer is absolutely fabulous. And I, like I said, I'll tell you what I'd say about that. You don't even have to know the film to watch that and like it. It makes you want to watch it. It makes you want to watch the film. Yeah. But I think you could watch that without knowing the uh, thing. Oh, it's a yeah. good drama, isn't it? The thing is, though, is if it weren't for the fact that we only just did The Godfather, I was so wanted to watch The Godfather yeah, yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah. because the set design and everything like that and about the, the wall that it was made of, a little bit of brick at the beginning of the front and then a load of polystyrene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, man. And anyway, Nielsen, what are we talking about today? Day of... Le Jackal. And uh, what do we do before we talk about it? But this is an interesting one because it has no music. So mm. you're going to add something in. Well, I found that there is the narration and there's about a couple of minutes of bling, almost music. So I'm going to add yeah. a little bit of that on. Um, and that's all you're getting. August 1962 was a stormy time for France. Many people felt that President Charles de Gaulle had betrayed the country by giving independence to Algeria. Extremists, mostly from the army, swore to kill him in revenge. 
they banded together in an underground movement and called themselves the OAS. Enough though, it does actually say music by George Delarue. But I can't think of any music in the film, can you? I it's can't. Got, it's got to be as you say that incidental. Incidental, stuff, because it? it's, there's no there's no pop songs in it, and there's never any <laughs> time that have music. No. Exactly. It's not there's nothing ever really. happens. You know where, what? I suppose you'd have to have because of the time they'd set set in what nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, yeah. So you'd have to have either the Beatles. Uh, Je t'aime. Yeah, uh, like yeah, that. yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> it's just not that kind of film, is it? it mm. It's not that kind of film because I think anyway, we'll go through it. Again. You know what we should say, of course, we haven't mentioned that this is part two of our twelve-part yearly fiftieth anniversary plan, and um, we should turn it. Happy birthday to you over there, by the way. He's now turned fifty. You're a yeah. good lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all coming towards an end, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. We're literally on the way down. Maybe let's wait to the end of the podcast before we start talking about definitely climbing. Yeah, we haven't, even, we haven't had an email off Mob K for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this was directed by uh, Fred Zinnerman. Uh, more about him in a bit. A screenplay by Kenneth Ross, based on The Day of the Jacker by Frederick Forsyth. Possibly one of the only films ever produced that is very much like the book. I'd like to read the book after yeah. watching this again. I'd like to see. Because if it, I don't know, you can see, I can't imagine what else would be in there. Maybe a bit more about him. Because you don't really know, I, I, you don't know. You, yeah, it's just it was a bit that. of a time jump as well, because isn't it set a couple of years? Yeah, it has to be because of um, yeah the, the the president kind of thing. Yeah, tell you what, I want to read as well. Just doing a waffle thing. Uh, have you ever read Mario Puzo's The Godfather? Uh, no. You know what? You know I'm not a fan of fiction. Yeah, really, I, 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 but you being a mob, I've fan, liked, well, I know lots of people, but it's very different. It's very different. Yeah, it's a lot more. Like I said, it's like the thing. Really, it's about a family, isn't it? Mm. It just happened to be gangsters. That's how people get wrong with that film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not about gangsters. It's about people yeah. who are just gangsters and the family unit. And it's the, how he becomes a gangster. How he becomes that gangster, really. Isn't it? And I think there's a lot more about the the singer, isn't there, in it as well? And about, I think there's a lot more in Sicily as well. Yeah. Because yeah. I just said I couldn't fucking afford it. It's amazing when they did it. It's only about 10 minutes, isn't it? Yeah, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah going back on. Yeah, so I'll have to have looks if we can get hold of that book. Uh, produced by John Wolfe, who I always thought was an acronym. Oh, I didn't know that was a real person. Because it always is him, but the wolf. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get into the... the uh, it's narrated by Barry Ingram, which I didn't know, which is what you'd have just heard. Um, it, came, it was distributed by Universal Pictures and came out on the 16th of May, 1973. A nice running time of 142 Perfect. minutes and made a box office of $16 million, which was pretty damn good. Now, Alfred Zinnerman, born uh, the director, April the 29th, Kev's birthday, oh. 1907. 
Uh, in Poland, wait, well, it is Vizezo in Austria, Hungary, now Poland. Uh, he passed away March 14th, 1997, age 89 in London. Notable work for him, High Noon, From oh, Here to Eternity. Bloody hell. Oklahoma, A Man of All Seasons, and Julia. My God, that's some big films in there, isn't it? It is, isn't it? And I'll tell you what the difference then. Like, directors then could do anything, couldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, like no, directors are like, I'm an action director. Look at them. They did everything, didn't they? They could yeah. just direct. Yeah, I mean, has John Woo ever done a cowboy film? I'm just thinking. Or a format from that For, kind From of shoot em up or action. Has yeah. he? No, I don't think. I, mm. I don't think so. Really, you think about Sergio Leon? Really? I mean, um, Once Upon a Time in America is really just a cowboy film for Saint America. Yeah. When I you think it. about it, it's a great film. I love it. It's got some brilliant so fucking frame in that film. Yeah, it's so brilliant. It's I, I, I watched that really long one. Oh, They've got the four and a half hour on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, have they? I've got, I've got the... the I watched version. it in two bits because even me, it's a great... <laughs> but it's like, should have been probably a TV show. That would have been a brilliant TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no need for a film to be that long. Even for me, it's like, yeah, I like it, but there's too much in it. Well, that's like with Tarantino about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. saying, uh, do you think he's saying that because Once Upon a Time in... Oh, because you're listening to that thing and he talks yeah, about that, doesn't he? Yeah. I know it's about to do it for myself, which is fair, but he's forgetting. I was, you know, I text you when I was, when I was decorating my bathroom. Yeah, 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 How I'm, exciting, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. And I text you to say, I'm doing a you here. I'm fair. arguing Argument. with Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. And what was I arguing about? What did I say to you on the message? It was about Dustin Hoffman. They were talking about, not Dustin Hoffman, they were talking about um, Sam, Pe- Sam Peckerpah, weren't they? Yeah, he, he I doesn't know. Like, what, what, what? I love Cossavine. <laughs> you never know what... But the thing is, that's edited down, that, so you don't know what the full mm. conversations are. Because remember, these are all done... Yeah, a while ago, aren't they? They didn't mean a big group because mm. he lives in Israel, don't they? Yeah. So I'd like someone said, I'm wondering, why don't you put on the unedited... Oh, yeah, but you can't do that. I mean, luckily, we, we now have got this to a T where we I, I hardly have to edit anything unless we go and say something, which is normally a rant. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's go on to the, the cast. So Teddy Fox, uh, Edward Fox as the Jackal, also known as Paul Duggan. And Perlin Grist. Perlin Grist, yeah, nice. Uh, 13th of April, 1937, he's... Still alive and going strong, aged 85. He's been acting since 1958. Now, he's done... He's, I haven't yeah, even put his films on it. It's true, man. Because he's, he's done all the British classic war films, you know, Bridge, uh, uh, Bridge Too Far yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and all that kind of stuff. And he is just a stunningly good actor. Uh, he's had a couple of kids, most notably Amelia... Uh, Fox that and Fox Freddy Fox. Fox. Yeah, but Freddy I think Fox. he's amazing this film. Oh, yeah. God. He's amazing. Like, like, I was watching this film thinking, I, I can't think of a better portrayal of a psychopath mm. than Edward Fox in this film because mm. he's not ranting and raving. Yeah. Right? When he does violence, he does the classic William Shatner chop, yeah. which must have been, <laughs> which must have been a big thing in the seventies. Can you just kill someone chopping them like that? I don't think so. I don't know, but he I can. don't think so. But I just think it's how they did violence then. They couldn't really show a lot, could no, they? No. So, but the way he's really polite all the while, he's mm-hmm. really polite. But you, there's that bit where you do something against him, and he just switches. Oh yeah. To a right bastard with not one ounce of feeling. Yeah. Some of the killings he does are really horrible when you think about well, it. I mean, the, it's horrible. The guy who says, oh, you're going to have to give me some money because, uh, you know, uh, that. And he kills him, feeding him. The old lady who owns the house, though, she does that. come in to get her bread out of the oven and he gives her a karate chop. Yeah. And you think, Ooh, the yeah. woman is shagging her and strangles her. I, mm, and then is... the, the, guy, the guy bloke. Yeah, play by Anton Rogers. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, 
he's killing people, but it's all about business with him. Business. It is. The trouble is, is there's a, you, 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 well, which is why this film is really good, is the fact you feel sorry for the Anton Rogers character. Because the fact that he's, he just one, he literally went out to pick somebody up so yeah, he'd have yeah. a place to stay. So he went to that Turkish bath. And it was only because of the fact, accidentally, he went past a TV thing and said, oh, there was this news thing on, you know. Yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah. and then he called you on the news and yeah, he yeah. knows that he's going to have to kill him. And it, you, you do feel for him, you really do. And the same with the old lady. that you know, you, what I, don't, I still don't quite understand why he killed her uh-huh. because he had the key. Yeah. And he's still killed. But, as you say, he does it with such finesse and such cold calculation. That, and that's my and kind of villain. he still comes across as somebody you'd like to meet. No, it's that weird thing. I don't know about you when you watch this film, right? I've seen it loads of times, but every time I'm just one of these people... I've got to phrase this quite well now because people <laughs> think I'm a lunatic. Um, <laughs> I always wanted the villain to get away with it. Yeah, absolutely. I always thought I wanted him to... Do it, even though no. he's trying to kill the girl. Go on, fucking kill him. Well, that, oh, because you, you want him to get away with it. Not because it's real, just because I like his character. Even though yeah. he's a bastard. Mm. And he is a bastard. But I like the way he's a bastard. It's hidden beneath this refinedness. And I like a villain like that a lot more than a, you know, ranting fucking rave man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, because, that's easy to do. Well, you've got no connection to that, have you? I mean, is, has there been a film where the villain, not some cheeky gangsters. Yeah, I'm not talking about gangsters. Like, like when you think at the end of Lockstock Two Smoking yeah. Barrels, that he can get them shotguns, right? They're not going to go anywhere, are they? But it has to be a film where you have a character like the Edward Fox character, who's a nasty piece of work. You shouldn't like him, but you do, and he does get away with it. Now, there's, there's, I'm sure there's there got to be some and somewhere. Again, like we said earlier on, this is going to be one of the things when I'm driving home, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'll go, oh, bloody that, hell. Especially in the 70s as well. There's got to be, yeah. because the 70s was a lot more interesting time for films. I don't know, like I said... Because you think about it, in the book of Get Carter, he gets away. Does he? He doesn't get shot in the end. I'm sure that's right. I'm sure he does not get shot in the end in yeah, the book. Yeah, so, because yeah, that's the, the same kind of way. Yeah, that's it. You want him to get away. Because you like Carter, like, and even, you really even, shouldn't even, like him. No, yeah, again, a bit like Edward's fuck character. You know, you like him, but he's a bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking that. I'm a bit, like I said, who don't want to be, you know, Edward Fox bombing around Europe in his fucking Alfa Romeo. Nice. As you keep saying, numerous cravats. Oh, he wears cravats so well. Because I went out to buy a cravat yesterday. <laughs> I was going to wear one for the show. But I went into next. The trouble is. I said, can I get a cravat? And they went, <laughs> no. I, no. Online only. Oh, you yeah, can right. no, you can buy. It. I've tried cravats on like. Now, don't take this the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Right? All joking aside, but the trouble is, you, you're just not look. You can't really get away wearing tails, can you? No, because no, you, too you, you're a bit of a no, small no. fella. Yeah, right? yeah, too little. I don't think you could get away wearing a cravat. No, 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 I can because yeah. I'm tall and something. But you, you, this wouldn't. But you would look like Ronnie Corbett. No, I know. Yeah, I look like <laughs> on the golf course. But I just love the way he's like he's wearing them. It's like, and he's so suave all the while in this. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? The only, like I said, the only time he really makes a mistake in this film, right, is with the car crash, isn't it? That and the decision, because there's a decision. Oh, when he's going, when he goes there, yeah, yeah. Because he should, he, he knows that, one, he's got money anyway, because I've given him half of the money. He he was adamant that if it doesn't go right, then he goes, he could have got away. Yeah, with what is going through his to make him do it? I don't know. I reckon it's his ego. His ego. I think it's the he... ego at that point, because... He could easily have just gone, ah, fuck it, let's go to Italy and have a nice holiday yeah. and have all that money and get away. But he's already been caught. They know who he is. His cover's been blown. 
and they know what car he's got. Yeah. So there's absolutely no reason why he should carry on. That's that's the biggest fault in that, which maybe is explained a bit more in the book. Yeah, see, I'd like definitely like to read that. What his motivation yeah. for it is he? Because he does see himself as like a professional, doesn't he? What's his brother's name? Edward Fox. There's Eddie the Fox. And Edward Fox. And is there an older one in that? Yeah, not Richard. Um, yeah, the one who's he always plays nasty characters. Yeah, really yeah. Like that. He's the one who was in um, what's the one with Lovejoy and gets gets shagged in it. Oh, uh, 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 oh, Sexy Beast. Yeah, Sexy Beast. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. He does that yeah, line. Yeah, he always plays that kind of... Do you? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that character. He always plays the snidey, horrible... Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, no. No. Dick? No, Dick. Dick Fox. Fabi, so you can't think of it because you've got Edward Fox in your book. Okay, Edward Fox, yeah. And Amelia Fox, no. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you don't like, but I do. No, I don't like James Fox. James Fox. James Fox. Yeah, James Fox. Yeah, yeah. You can speak a bit louder. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> James Fox. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, no. It's like I said, it's meant to be about early 30s in this... People yeah. in the early 30s looked a lot older than me. Yeah, actually, well, let's go back. Hold on a minute. When was he born? Uh, not... No. Oh, there we go. 37. 67. So he's 30... Yeah, 34, 35. Okay, now, yeah. Um, just wanted to bring up, actually, his military career. Military career. career. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, the UK, so he's playing British Army. From 58 to 1960, Lieutenant Service number 446128. I just thought that was a nice thing to put in. That was yeah, obviously yeah. Of the Loyal Regiment North Lancashire. Now... Michael Lonsdale, as Deputy Commissioner Claude Lebel, born Michael Edward Lonsdale, Crouch, 24th of May 1931, passed away only a couple of years ago, aged 89, um, in Paris, France. Do you recognise this man? No, all the way through, because I don't really? do IMDb, because I'm waiting for, because then I, 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 it comes out when I listen to this show, when I to do you, right. I, I'll get a new fat man, but I was trying to think, where do I know him from? You're going to kick yourself. What? He played Drax in Moonraker. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you go, Drax oh. in Moonraker. Uh, there you go. We don't need to talk anymore about him. Now, uh, Terrence, Terrence Alexander turns up again as Lloyd. Uh, we talked about him in The League of Gentlemen, and, of course, he's everyone's favourite character in Bergerac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Britton as Superintendent Brian Thomas, born Anthony Edward Lowley Britton, 9th of June, 1924. Died 22nd December 2019, aged 95. Kel, I gave you a fact the other day about uh, old Mr. Britton, apart from the fact that he's Fern Britton's dad. Uh, where was he born? Do you remember when I told you this? Oh. Um, Do you remember? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> it's only a Monday. It's not a Thursday. No, no, no. Do you want me to, do you want me to say? Was it, oh, somewhere about his load, isn't it? Where is it? Yeah, he was born above the Trocadero pub. That's it, the Trocadero that's mad, that is. That's so mad. <laughs> all the times we're going in, I mean, it's weird being born yeah, yeah. a pub. We just got to show how long that pub's been going, yeah. really. David Jacobi as Cameron, born David George Jacobi, 22nd of October 1938. He's aged 84 and still working. The guy's been in so many things. We can't, but mainly Shakespeare, let's face it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's still, he's still acting, still going. Um, what a cracking bloke as well. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. looks... He looks very weird in this film, David Jacobi, because David Jacobi looks like David Jacobi as we know it, right? He always seems to have looked slightly old. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. You think about when he was in Doctor Who, right? He played the Master in The Master Returns, right? He hasn't changed at all. Yet, for some reason, he looks like he's been made up to look young in this film. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> weird about it. very weird. But he does pull in a great performance. Cyril Cusack plays the gunsmith. Now, Cyril James Cusack, born 26th of November 1910 in Durban, in Natal, South Africa, passed away 2nd of October 1993, aged 82. The reason why I've deliberately put him in there is because 
He was the patriarch of the Cusack family. Uh, most notably, Sinéad Cusack and Neve Cusack, not John. Oh, right, yeah. Neve Cusack, who was in various British... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most notably, Heartbeat. Oh, <laughs> uh, Maurice Denham as General Corbett. Now, there's something about Maurice Denham. Uh, the one thing that is strange about this film is not one person apart from one person uh, speaks with a French no. accent in this film. I was going to say, <laughs> I was getting on to let's talk about one of the big things in this film, accents. Accents. There's, there's not. Some people are speaking like that, like, Rene. <laughs> it ain't like a low hello. Yeah, Other yeah. people, forget it. Yeah. I don't speak English. Just, it's really weird. Now, what, what, why? I wonder why that was done like that. I think it was done because you meant to, you know they're French. Well, I suppose you get, you're meant to know they're French, right? Why bother? So it's that kind of thing, isn't it, where it's like... It doesn't matter. Yeah, matter. it doesn't matter. But the only one who does speak in a French accent is Anton Rogers' character. Yeah, yeah. And he is probably like, hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Uh, French fields, isn't it? French fields, that's what I thought. <laughs> I was quite away. I was thinking, oh, God, this is a bit weird. Right, and but, that's what's weird about this, and that's what comes across a bit shambolic. Mm. But like you said... It's a film, it knows it's it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean I'd rather it's a bit like the, the Connery thing, isn't it, Hunt for Red October? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's playing a Russian submarine commander, yet there's not a hint of a Russian accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, uh Morris Denham, born William Morris Denham, twenty third of December nineteen oh nine. Uh Beckenham and Kent passed away twenty fourth of July two thousand and two in London, aged ninety two. Um a couple of other people that are pop up here who's worth of note. Um, Delphine Clare, she played. Uh, who did she play? I just turned the page over. Stupid me. Uh, Delphine Seyrig as Colette de Montpellier. Uh, I just thought it'd be nice to bring someone in who's not uh, English. Uh, Eric Porter, who's my favourite Moriarty. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I don't think we've covered him in any films, but he was born Eric Richard Porter on the eighth. He's talented. He's talented because the, just the way he is, isn't he? And he's got yes, that. He's the way he's he's kind of his stance. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. You know his positioning. Very classic. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. evil as well, actually. Yeah. He's got a very evil way about him. He passed away at 67, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, Anton Rogers, as we mentioned, he plays Jules Bernard. Now, we talked about him on The Prisoner, and also, of course, he was in uh, Christmas Carol that we did. True. Uh, and Donald Sinden uh, turns up in here. Uh, very briefly, uh, he was born uh, 9th of October 1923 in Plymouth, Devon. Clearly, he does not have a Plymouth accent at all. Uh, Passed away 12th of September 2014, age 19. And because there's a Brummie accent in this, isn't there? Yes, that's Tony Britton. Yeah. And it's really mad that it's like... (laughs) It's a proper Birmingham accent as well. Very Very rarely you hear a a proper Brummie accent on the TV. And it's like really mad that that's just in it. And it's like, well, yeah, because he's from, you know, he's from Birmingham. There's lots of different kind of accents yeah, in it. Yeah. Not a posh guy, and I really like that bit. And it's also interesting to actually have a proper Birmingham accent from a Birmingham person as opposed to the Peaky Blinders. Yeah, 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 it's true. Always annoys me. Uh, the last one, just going to throw up here, or two of us, sorry, Timothy West plays Commissioner Berthier. Another man who has always looked the same. <laughs> yeah, always yeah. looked the same. Uh, he's still going, he's aged 88. Uh, um, Adrien Clier-Leglard as President Charles de Gaulle you only see him briefly, yeah, briefly. but he's virtually a lookalike for Charles de Gaulle well it's the front cover and he's like he's <laughs> very, very weirdly he's only, he only turns his face once yeah, yeah. you never see him never, see, never see him again yeah, yeah. and as a uncredited part is Edward Hardwick who plays Watson in the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes who's at the end who's flat's being ramshacked 
So there we go. Now we talked, we've gone through a little bit of the film actually, but the, the notes I did make on it, it's set in August 1962. It's all about trying to assassinate Charles de Gaulle. Of course, the one thing is we know that Charles de Gaulle doesn't get assassinated. Yeah, that's the only thing, Jimmy. Yeah. Where this is but really, because I, I, I was really like, I read a really good book on the OAS. Yes. It was the really interesting, really interesting people, but they were never successful as you thought they were. Basically, no. they used to rob banks, but they kept most of the money for themselves. <laughs> mm, very Robin Hood over the Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, like, they did plant a lot of bombs and stuff. But it was a strange thing that they were fighting for because the actual army wanted to get out of Algeria. But Yeah, I suppose it was another one of those things over of I suppose I'm trying I don't want to compare it to Northern Ireland, but, but it's their Northern Ireland, it's sort of it's their their Northern Northern Ireland, Ireland yeah, isn't yeah. it really? Where you get some people who don't want them to come out and other people that, that do. So I suppose it's quite a you know, we can't comment on it yeah. to be honest. But the interesting thing is like you know you've got them police in it called um, action squad. Yeah. They actually caused more damage to people than the fucking OAS. Yeah, they, they got are. banned out of the night, oh, but really? they were bad Bad people because they could do things like in the name of the law, in the law, but they didn't need any oversight, mm. and that's what they talked to when they torture and killing didn't loads we, of didn't fucking we people. We have our version of that in the British police, wasn't it? Well, they took their black. The, they took their numbers you're, off, get, you're getting into the SPG really yeah. because we had that when we were young, didn't we? Yeah, all those SPG going round, yeah, yeah, that basically the, the boys who come in and sort you out. Yeah, the police van, but they, they had no numbers on their jackets. Yeah, used to have the football, didn't they? See him on the football, didn't you? Yeah, and they were pretty bloody scary people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's they still exist. <laughs> I bet they don't, don't they? Yeah, well, they've become back up then, didn't they? Back up. Back up, yeah, we're getting back up. Jesus yeah, Christ. back up. The one thing I said to you as well, I said, do you think this film was sponsored by Citroen no, but, cars? Yeah, but cars <laughs> no, I know, I know. So cool in this, the cars are. Like, oh, yeah. I'm a big French car fan. I am. Have you ever, have you ever been in a? Uh, what's it called? The Citroen the, car that that rises up. Yeah, it's super cool. Nine, it? is it? So nine. Like so, somebody will. Yeah, yeah. Pete, I should have. We should have asked Pete. I've been in um, the one in James Bond, the yellow one, the oh the Citroen. Yeah, yeah. Been in one of them. I've never been in that one. Yeah. So cool they are. They are. With a. Apparently though they can make you feel really seasick. All oh, right. That was their one of their downfalls that they can make you feel quite seasick. But if you, it's it's one of the things that if, if you like boats, like you like your boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I've got to tell you this thing I watched. Sorry, a waffle. You're talking, waffle. No, if, you're talk, if you're gonna talk about below decks, <laughs> you need the right person here. Because everyone you, watches every series. I, I this is the first time I saw it, right? And it was if the new newest episode on there, I quite the only reason why I watched it was because the cover of it was the chef cooking like and I thought oh this is a this must be interesting a cooking programme on a ship yeah. and it weren't it was like really shitty Love Island I ended up both me and my daughter oh, hooked all go. the way through who it was have you been watching Warship by the way I've got to record it. I'm going to do them all. Oh, I am going to do them. I'm going to record it. Such a shame about the one guy. You get, you know, when you go, you know, when you're rooting for someone. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they let you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's go on. Um, yeah, but the cars. That bit where they pull up, where they're at the beginning, where they're trying to assassinate. Yes. And they all pull down on their black cars. Super fucking cool. Oh, they are. I like sixties cars. I know people go to Italy, but I like French stuff. I do. Mm. I love Alpines and all. I bloody love them. I love the little vans that they're doing. I love them. (laughs) Although things nowadays, you see those vans everywhere, don't they? Because they've been basically made into coffee shops and pizza shops and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, we uh, yeah we see very, Teddy's fine. I've put very English speaking as we mentioned. Virtually everybody in this uh, film speaks uh, English. The deals for half a million. I wonder how much half a million was in 1962. It's got to be around about twenty odd million, maybe. Yeah. Do you reckon? 
That's got to be a lot of money. So that's a lot of banks to rob. Yeah. And like, the thing is, when the, you know, the payoff being at the end, it's like all that security. It's like, you think someone... Right there, wait. There's windows up there. Should we look, maybe put some police up there? <laughs> yeah, I know. The one we're going to arresting blokes and having facts. But there's no good window there. I'm not being funny. In France, I don't know if it's still the same now because I, I, there's one place I haven't. I have been never been to France. I can't remember if I've been to France, but they like their jetons. And yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's literally like Tim saying you can't have a coffee and a, bag, a baguette, isn't it? Really, it's yeah. like every French person, especially in this time, smokes, yeah. smokes, yeah, drinks yeah, wine, yeah, yeah, yeah. coffee, baguettes. I put cravat in big letters. Now, when he gets Paul Oliver Duggan, now you know when he, he steals the passport, right? Because of that scene. The British passport service changed their whole way of doing the passports. Oh, right. Because you I could literally you could do that then. You yeah. could literally just do that, just nick it and off you go. Wait, stick a yeah, yeah, off yeah. you go. Such easier days. Um, well, the interesting thing about his character, this in it, right? Because his proper name, wow, it's not it's that Calthorpe, isn't it? Yeah. Until the end payoff, and you realise he's not Calthorpe. He's not Calthorpe. So That's Edward Hardwick. Who the fuck <laughs> is he then? He, who you is don't he? know. You don't who? know. As, you know. Has he done that? Because I said, done the beginning. I mean, he was like a sales rep for a... And he thought he's made that up. And then that Calfort bloke come in. Mm. So he must have been that... So who who is he? Where, where, where... where well, that's what's interesting that's about what, That is what's really good about it. You it's don't know. know. You think you know all the way through. That who he is. Until Edward Hardware turns off and goes, what are you doing in my flat? Yeah, Obviously yeah, yeah. you, because I'm Calfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think, oh, let's go to the station. I'd be really pissed off because I've never... I've always hated that. Like, when police go and raid your house or something like that, is there any need to smash the... The, the cupboards and all oh, that. I know. You go, hold on a minute. Yeah, yeah. Because you've got the wrong person. Yeah. It's you know, like, I saw a video of someone, like, a, a police, right, banging on the door, and they, they had the, um, uh, what's it, what, do, what does Natalie call it? It's his thing and thing. It's the, uh, the red doorbell. You know what the red doorbell is? No, no, no. The red doorbell is the smashing hammer. Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call yeah, it the, yeah, yeah. the red doorbell. And they were going to smash this person's house in. They just go, this is in America, right? And he goes, uh, Leslie, because I'm not letting you in, you scare me. He goes, no, I'm not letting you in, because you owe all this money to this record. We're the debt collectors, you know, the police have been brought in. And uh, he goes, you know, he goes, well, read out your information, read it out. And he goes, number 44 is next door, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were going to go in, smash the door in. Yeah, because that kind of thing, they love it, because I always think, you might as well just ask, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Listen, we're going to smash your house up, but just tell us where the Just tell us where it is. And yeah, get out of You're an idiot if you're a criminal ever having any fucking anything illegal in your house well, anyway. this is the thing I don't get, Stupid. right? Stupid. As you know, I'm a sucker for, like, motorway cops or something like that. They pull out, and they know all the drug dealers are, right? They pull them over. I don't quite get why. They have wads and wads of £20 notes in plastic bags. Can somebody tell me? Yeah, yeah. What, why would you do that? Why right. would you drive around with, like, yeah. 20 grand in... Yeah. in, in yeah. Notes wrapped up, yeah, yeah. and then in a plastic bag. Yeah. Surely there's somewhere where you can put. Yeah. Dig it in your garden. Exactly. You know. They say they say never have the illegal contraband of the money together ever. No. Because if they put them together, they know where it's from. This is a intellectual broadcast. <laughs> Information for any want to be drug dealers yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, great bit when he's doing the key. Did you notice something when he gets the key printed? What does he do? Do you remember? No, no, no. He wipes the key. On his bottom lip and top lip. What's that? Because that's natural oil. And that stops the key from sticking to the clay. I did not. That's an amazing little thing, there isn't it? There you go. That's my fact for you. I there, wonder where he got that. There must have been someone who knew how to do that stuff. Because the crime stuff's quite good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's, it. that's how you do it when you do that. Because if you used to stick a key, a cold yeah, yeah. key, into that, it's going to stick, isn't it? Yeah. And you're not going to get the pop. Yeah, so yeah. that's why he puts natural, natural oil yeah, on it. Yeah. The gun that he once made... 
I think I told you this before, didn't I? That gun is a real working gun. That's mad. It's in the museum in France, France, sorry, and it's also been in hell by the British military service. It's an amazing well. thing, it's isn't it? And I also love the idea, love the design of how he puts the gun in that, you know, his uh, crutch, you know, the old style crutch where he gets it in any aluminium yeah. tube and all that. This is what I like about, as well, that bit, is what the god awful one with Bruce Willis ruins. Because that bit, it's like Seymour Hoffman who makes the gun for him. Oh, is he really? Yeah. And then he kills him, doesn't he? <laughs> he kills him because he's not... But I like this, the professionals. Yeah. He ain't going to tell him who he is. No. Because he's a professional gun He maker. doesn't want to know. He yeah, you know, like I said, want. he's like a Which is where the other guy who's doing the forgery goes wrong. But yeah, yeah. He, he totally goes wrong. Now, you get a load of... Um, the people there that come along, you've got Timothy Rest, you've got Derek Jacobi, you've got all these kind of people. Now, what's your opinion of the kidnapped interrogation scene where yeah. they, they try and find out and the only word they get out of him is Jack? Jack, you don't know what they're doing somewhere, but I think their electrodes are somewhere quite... I think they probably are somewhere prominent. Yeah, yeah, that's that mm. fucking action, squ- action fucking squad again. I like that bit, but I think this what I say, it's the brutality of it all, isn't mm. it? Yeah, I mean, they're as bad as what he's trying, but in the end, the police are as bad as... Well, not as bad. No. But, that you know, that, like I said... Well, I think they are, There's because... a kidnapping, they're kidnapping someone. Yeah. And remember, it's from a different country. Yeah. Because they're in Italy, aren't they? They're OAS. At yeah, the they're OAS they're... in Italy. They kidnap him, they interrogate him, and what? But I think what balances that scene in the film... Look at your cat there giving a wave. Yeah. <laughs> what balances... <laughs> that was very weird. What balances um, that scene in the film is when you've got the the people in the office trying to decipher what's going on and you can tell that they're proper distressed by the screams of pain that the guy's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one guy turns and goes, what the fucking hell were they doing to him? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. they can only get that one word out, can't Jack they? And it yeah, mean, yeah. really, it means nothing to them. It doesn't mean nothing to them, does it? Yeah. Even like that, I don't, you know, that Jack, it's to do with Jack Calfall. Mm. I think that's a load of crap, isn't it? We'll have to read the book, won't we? Yeah, that'd be interesting because he says the Jack and Cow, doesn't he? Oh, of course. Do you reckon that's the thing? That's, I, I don't know what, I don't know. Because he just come with that name pretty quickly. Oh. Now, I think what I do love as well is when he gets his gun and he decides to go and do target practice, well, not what in that scenery is beautiful. Uh, but when he's got the melon and he uses the normal stun bullets first and they go, and obviously he has to adjust the sights, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is, I think... He's so good because you never really get to see that in any kind of hit. Yeah, yeah, thing. you have to zero in on it. Yeah. You have to zero in on it. You have to get the thing. I've probably in Sniper maybe or something, but I've never seen that film. But yeah, yeah. you know that you do have to do that. But when he sh- when he puts the proper bullet that he's going to use, my god, that melon goes bloody yeah, yeah, good, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, whether that actually was a bullet or it was just like an explosive, I don't know. But but in like John Woo films, or all his characters always had explosive bullets. Mm. That's why I think blows up. And Tarantino's a big fan of it. It's like, what else? Bad enough. He had a bullet in, he had an explosive bullet. Yeah, explosive Now, this is something that we, we never get to see anymore at all, right? Never going to happen again, is when the Terence Alexander character, as I put in brackets, Bergerac, yeah. walks to number 10 down. I think it was him who walks to number I 10 I was going to say that same thing. What a different bloody time. And you remember then, the RA were blowing the shit out of him. Yeah. And just walk past him. You could just go for a walk down. Now, things. presumably, the, the wire police who normally would be standing there. Like, it's like that. You yeah, just yeah, walk yeah, down. Now, I was thinking, is that a set? But it isn't a set. It no, is no, actually no. 10 down. I'd like to know when the, it must have been to do with the RA why the shut. That's got to have been in it. Probably, yeah, because you couldn't. You could drive a car down there then, properly, <laughs> all the way through it. And like that. But... Has it ever been properly black? Or is it blue? You know, the walls on the yeah, outside, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Because as I was watching it, I was there going, 
That looks exactly the same. Then it can't be, obviously, because this is like you know fifty years later. Yeah, yeah. But I'm wondering, is that is that brickwork painted black normally, or is it a dark bluish colour? Because mm-hmm. it always looks dark blue, doesn't it? It's pointless things I'm obviously thinking about. about yeah, 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 yeah. Just doing me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one thing I put here because, as you know, when it comes to cologne, I am an old-fashioned man. He's right? too. Uh, He's too old. Spices, spices, which still come. In that bottle. That bottle, yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a thingy bottle made out of clay or something, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it still come like that. No, no, they're not made like that anymore. But I mean, it's like, but I love that because I love an old spice smell, really nice. Uh, but I do like the fact that he uses those because you think, what the hell's going on there? It's not till later on when he gets pulled over and he, and he you know, he, he kind of comes with that thing. Um, I put here, nice hotel, lady time. <laughs> that, yeah, I like his seduction technique. It's basically about the magazines boring. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and she's like, like, I think like, yeah, because think about it, there's only two really big female characters in this. Um, right. Yeah, you've got the... the, the, the and they're all about basically being exploited by fucking blokes, you know. Well, I suppose at the end of the day, it just goes to show that's what they... Yeah, she, the, yeah that way she pulls the bloke on the horse. He's bloody ridiculous, isn't it? Oh, that old fella. Yeah. Uh, yeah, make the horse... I think there's a lot of that French thing that you're allowed to have an affair over there, which is actually a load of rubbish. No, I don't. I People don't go, oh, it's that. accepted, boy. No, it's not no, accepting. No. Just because you've got menage a trois <laughs> yeah, does yeah, not yeah, mean yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, standardised yeah. French thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any French, French, well, we have got French, French is French, but that'd be really rude to ask her. Um, but, it, it, yeah, it's a bit kind of... Also, I mean, I like the fact that she's, she's the one empowering that. So she's the one who's getting the information, she's using it for him. Yes, it is a... It's obvious what she's asking about as well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's like, mean, wait a minute, what you keep asking about that for? Yeah, exactly. But also, when he gets found out, yeah, yeah. And he just <laughs> no. It's like that classic scene where he saw Buddy Bevan and he yeah. just gets up. It's like it's, it's obviously him, isn't it? Because he never says him, does he? No. He's like, oh, I'm off. Just get, just, oh, I'm off. Again, and then kills himself. He's like, it's I like, mean, really? That, I forgot about that Buddy of Evidence thing. That's I remember that's that. Like, yeah, yeah. But we don't know who the killer is, and that bloke gets some more. Brilliant. But I do like the fact that he's. To, when he goes, when he cops off that night, that lady at the hotel steals a number of plates from that. But when he surprises her again when he comes back, yeah. and he doesn't know that she knows who, who she is, and the fact that she kind of just goes with it. Now you kind of get that kind of impression: is she a lonely lady who hasn't had any much? No, she's got this massive manor house. The lady of the house. Yeah, you know what's going she on. Picked, she picked him up at the end yeah, of the day. She as did well. pick him up. So she's, she's married, isn't she? Because I'm sure she, she's married. I think so. The husband's always away on business. It's a, massive house, though, it's it's a beautiful yeah, house as well, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Really nice. But the fact that you know he kills her. Yeah, and the way, though, they've got another key. So that bloke has to break him through, break the, through the window. No, 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 one key. <laughs> One key. But the thing is, right, is that, tell me this, right? Now, maybe I maybe I missed this, right? But he leaves through that door, doesn't he? He does, yeah, yeah. How can he be locked on the inside? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. It doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah. Because yeah. he goes good downstairs. Point. It's a mistake, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of continuity in his film. It's all quite rushed, isn't that's it? That's a massive continuity here. Yeah, really, yeah like, you know, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So you say that. That's because she didn't get in. No, he could have just locked the door from the yeah. outside and off he goes and gets the. Yeah, the, 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 she the can't guns. get in the woman, can she? No. That's a good point. Yeah, that's there a good continuity. Yeah. Continuity, yeah. There we go. Thank you very much. Um, where are we yeah. Oh, he's changed of disguise. You know what I really do like about that? Because obviously he's got... He's, that's what's in the old Spice things is the dye. Is the fact he only dyes the sides and the back of his hair. Because uh, he, he tries to be the old guy, doesn't he? And he's, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the old man excuse and all that. But what I do, Another thing that... I, I don't want to be picky because I do love this film. 
But you've got crowds and crowds of people, and it was filmed on Liberation you, Day. You right? can see that, you can see that. Which was fed into the French government to allow him to do that. So you've got all these people. You telling me, right, that Hugo Drax, his character, right, whatever his name is, Lonsdale, he goes up to that one thing, oh, yeah, this old geezer went through his movement with one leg. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. All of the people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. You're telling yeah, me yeah, that yeah. he automatically assumes yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's going to be the. Now, like I said, I think in the film there's like quick wrap. This we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, there's a lot of quick because there must have been a longer bit with that because you're right. That don't matter. I would know that from a what a war no. veteran with one leg. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, lots of veterans are all are all around watching it with one leg. Yeah, with one leg, they've all been in. You know that kind of stuff. I mean, we've kind of skipped a little bit there. We've. Um, We've obviously the Turkish basket with Anton Anton Rogers, a nice little beard, uh, beard there. Um, I put there. You find out who Deirdre is. I don't know why I put that there. Find it's weird because as well, is. you think about this film, right? His weapon as well as a, like a weapon. His sex in it. Yeah, his yeah. sex isn't it? He uses as a weapon, doesn't it? What was that film recently with um, the actress who was in Mockingbird films? Uh, da, 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 what's her name? I uh, what's her name? Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. She played that is it Russian Red kind Sparrow. of femme fatale. Rear Sparrow. That's a little bit like that. I quite like that film. I've not seen it. It's quite good. It's not. It's it's like when you when you saw it. Like, what? Why did we all want to go and see it? Well, because it's a bit where you see Jennifer Lawrence in an amazing bikini. Oh, that, oh, okay. Like, it's like, 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 oh, but that it's not really. <laughs> so I was expecting. Whoa. I was expecting a bit like when we all went to see when we went to see uh, Showgirls. <laughs> Right, well, I can't believe we all want to fucking saw that. Because, because we were very underage. Well, actually, we weren't underage. No, but we were very, very sadly had no girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, so you think it's going to be like an erotic thriller? That, mm. I thought it was going to be an erotic thriller. I'm not a massive fan of erotic thrillers. Well, Showgirls, the one where she has sex in the swimming pool with Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that is fucking awful. We went and saw that just because we thought it'd be loads of tits. Tits and the what? But it's like. We're not all sitting there. It's like, yeah, but this was pre-internet porn, weren't it? <laughs> well, yeah, this was a uh, magazine in a bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that you know, so that's all you got. But uh, but no, that red sparrow is a lot, a lot darker. It's definitely worth watching. It's a yeah, lot yeah. darker story than you think it's going to. be. It's about oh. her having one over on the Russians, really. I don't want to give away too much. No, no, because I'd really like to. I'd really like to see. Yeah. Good. So do you think it's a little bit like that with that, the Edward Fox character? It's, it's like it's about they went out to that red sparrow. It was about using mm. sex because. Well, the Russians were notorious for that, though, weren't they? Well, that's, that's the interesting thing about that, because using this kind of thing, you'd have a woman mm. doing a honey trap on a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not really. It's, it's a bloke who's sort of the the seducer, isn't he? Mm. You know mm. what I mean? And, and he knows. So you have men and women, because you've got to go between that. Well, what, what he's obviously think, had... What, what do you think James... Women. Well, James Bond's a classic example of that, when you think about it. The amount of women that he sleeps with, like, some of them are just, like, opportunities. Yeah, but, but a lot of the got, time... I've sort of got away from that now. I want him well, to go back to that. I want to go back to that because it's like there's, there's bits in it, really, like I said to you. Did you watch from Russia with Love? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? I yeah, oh, that's it. amazing. But there is no question about the fact that that Connery's Bond is like rapey Bond. Yeah, there's, right. there's no question about it. There's and it, you know, it's not. I'm not saying it's like there's no straw dogs element in that. No, no, don't no. get me wrong. I'm not saying that because in the book of um, uh, Goldfinger, you know, he, he he converts pussy galore from being a lesbian to like him, him right? So and, and which is terrible, which is terrible, but that that's it's a book you get of his time. Conversion for a bit, yeah. That's that's, again, yeah. it's a book of his time. Now here's something for you. Do you know the reissued Bond books have been edited? Like the Radar ones. For it's modern day. awful. They've taken... Now, Live and Let Die, which is 
and yeah, really, I mean, it. look, it's a great book, right? But you, you, you've got to read, you know, they say Negress in it and, and Negro yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but he's wrote in 1957, okay? So you have to go by those times. And I'm sure, hell, any any uh, person of colour, a black man who, or a black woman who likes Bond, who reads these books, doesn't give a shit at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. But they've changed them all. There's loads of stuff that's changed on it. You know, like, you, you, they, they don't say that. They'll say, like, oh, it's a, a black man walks into the thing. Like, okay, slightly if you're really offended. But I don't think many people are. No. But in, obviously, in Goldfinger in the film, right, Pussy Galore is... He's, he's gay. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She's gay now. And he has a tussle in the hay with her, tries to cover it. Now, that's, again, rapey bond, right? Because there's no consent there whatsoever. No, no consent. And then when he does end up sleeping with her, eh, it's still not consent, but then, of course, you know, it works his way in there. So they do, he does do that that's in, in that, but in the book, it's really, really prominent. So that's what Bond does. He, he needs to get his information, is he? They do need to go back to that. They need to go back to Nasty Bond and fair play to Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Because she got that nasty edge, isn't it? That's the point. He's a a murderer, for God's sake, he's a killer. But the thing is, she turned around, I think we said this on a podcast before, but she turned around and when she was brought in to to kind of build out the female characters in the film, because they needed it, because it was two blokes writing the bloody thing, a load of people was really worried that she was going to be fucking around with Bond. She went, no, Bond's a bastard. Don't take that away, because all the other characters around Bond, they're the ones who levy the film up. You want him to be a bastard. You want him to be a nasty piece of work. You want him to be sarcastic and a womaniser and a killer. They touch it briefly on the one with um, your man from uh, with the strange teeth, um, big guy. He was in that film where he also played a killer. The French guy, is he French or Belgium? Uh, um, yeah. Fabien uh, Barthez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Where he goes, he, he puts his hands on Bond's leg and he goes, and Bond goes, what makes you think this is the first time? And there's a, that's a wonderful bit because... You would do that. You would do that. You know what I mean? It's brilliant. Bring more of that back, please. Um, as we go, yeah. So, uh, Liberation Day. Uh, it kills the nice old lady, as we talked earlier on. No need. Absolutely no need. But no that, need. I suppose that's why, he, you know, he does it to further his... Because this is the point. He must know deep down he's not going to get away with it. I think at that point, I think, I think he, knows. he knows he's yeah. not going to. Or he'll get away with it, but mm. not get away. Also, considering right how how professional he is to miss like he does. Uh, loads of people say that there's no way he'd have that miss like that. No, because there's for no a start, way. he's clearly aiming for the top of his head, which he wouldn't do for a start. And you think, well. The power of that bullet. Oh, what, would you go? Would you go for a headshot? Yeah, I don't think you'd need to. Would you? Need to, you just go for the heart shot because it'll blow this bloody chest out, and you're not yeah, going to survive yeah, yeah. it anyway. So yeah, but that was just I think it was like I'd probably just give it. I like, I like I said, I I do want to read the book because I want to know how the book. Like, if there's any waffle, uh, waffle on community out there who read the book, because mm. I know we've got a few people who really like this film, like because we grew up with it. Yeah, oh, tell us. How different the book is. Is it a lot different, especially the end stuff? I'm really interested in the end stuff. Yeah, no, I, I might. Jonathan Dawes, I think he's has read the book. He's a big fan of the book, so hopefully Jonathan can ah. let us know. Uh, or he can let you know. Oh, yeah, right. um, And then find out, because I know Jonathan did put on his comment. Actually, we read your comment. Did he send you loads of stuff he was telling me about it? Did he send you some stuff about Bond? No. Has he got Bond information stuff? It? Oh, well, I'm not going to. Jonathan, I'll probably know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. do know my Bond. But he is somebody who he does like his facts, and he said Jonathan. Bond's and Holmes is he? Is it not like him? Yeah, 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 yeah. I must admit, I'm, I'm, I need some more Holmes. I thought yeah. Robert Downey Jr. was going to do another Holmes. What's happened to that? I read all them films. I really like them because it's fun. Yeah, that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, he gets killed now. So, do you do you like the way? 
I quite like the way he gets killed in this because he goes to, to reload. No, I yeah. love it. That was, it's like, really, it's like an MP40 yeah. Second World War machine gun. But it, it gives off like a, like a, you know, like a, like a little... Like a burst. Yeah. A burst, like, yeah, like a burst. And it goes up the bloody... It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Oh, There's yeah. no way you do that, Terry, because no. they've said that. In, I watched the really good uh, Mythbusters about mm. shotguns. If you got hit by a shotgun, like, would you black and said no, no. you wouldn't? No, no. one could do well, that. It's to because you. one of the one of the few films that actually get a gunshot right is The Departed. You know, in the, the lift scene where he goes and he just drops. You down just drop, yeah. You That's don't move happens. back. Are you dead, yeah. you? Yeah, it's you not don't. that. Yeah, you're probably hit by a cannon or something. You might move. But I think anybody. I think it can, I think it just go through you though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't get you don't get thrown back like that. Also, if that's the case of you getting thrown back like that, what's the recall on the gun? Yeah, that's it. That's right. And that gun cannot give you that kind of recall. But I do like the fact that the way he gets killed, and it's very sort of like end, there you go, end yeah, of yeah, end yeah, of story. Yeah. There's no sort of like oh. Yeah. But then he comes up. You know, then you need you find out who, as you yeah. say, who Edward Ardwick is when he comes in. And at the end of the question is, well, who is the jackal? Who is the jackal? And I love the fact yeah, that yeah. It's there's, another, the there's another thing I really like about this film when you watch it. Just like the. The messy nature of the film. I was saying this to Emma, like that everything in films now, everyone's perfect. Mm. Everyone's over an ex model. Because this is why they've gone it now. Yeah. I love I like Chris Pine as an actor. Mm. But he's you know, it's all these people, like Brad, but there's good looking people. Just everyone's too really, really third, with, isn't Yeah. It? Everyone's so perfect with perfect teeth and mm. all the men are built like in built now, aren't they? Yeah, like Emsworth. Yeah. Wear this. Everyone's a bit shambolic and a bit messy. Everyone's a little bit fat and a little bit bald. Is Not all the teeth are put. And I like that. Seventies, they just did that. I liked it now. Well, we, we still do it because British actors still have those kind of teeth. Yeah. Uh, unless you're Ryland, but he's a presenter. Uh, can you name me an American actor who still looks like that? They looks like there used to be loads of them, but not, uh, who's sort of like that now? A younger actor. Can you? Is there any? I don't think there is. I could say Jack Black, maybe, but... Yeah, but Jack... No, he's not really a lot... Yeah, I like Jack Black a lot, but I wouldn't really call him an amazing actor. I like Jack Black a lot. Or a, or a leading man. Yeah, like a leading yeah, I mean, man. No, leading they're all man. good. They're all, and I, yeah. I like Liam and Chris. I like him. And I like these films of him, but you're thinking, I wish they'd go back. This is what Tantino always yeah. talks about, yeah. doesn't it? There. It looked real. The world looked real. Yeah, but look at Robert Mitchum. Look yeah, at John yeah. Wayne. Look at Clint Eastwood. Uh, Sidney Poitier. They all had slight imperfections, which made them realistic and, and uh, an acknowledgement of cinema. As nowadays, it's just like, oh, let's just do another carbon copy of somebody. Yeah. And it, to me, that means they're not actually... I mean, maybe what? Well, Tom Hardy's British, so you can't really have him. I don't think there is. I, I just think that kind of character actor has gone now mm. and this one is criminal it's just load of great English character actors Malkovich yeah yeah the, I think they're them older guys Cusack like, yeah 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 mm. yeah the older guys like that it's like in, like I said have different kinds of face that's Bob, what I like Billy Bob Thornton yeah yeah them kind of, he's the last ones like that but, they, but then they're 80s actors yeah, yeah. that's mm. what I'm saying like, except they need to get back to people looking like people doing the but like we said the other day there's no actors these days that are raisers the wall bunch of people. They're too scared. They're too scared. scared to do it. I think Colin Farrell was probably the last one in his. Well, he got done. Well, he didn't get done, sorry, but he had to sue somebody because they released a porn video of him, didn't they? That's when he... Uh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That actress was doing it. So yeah. And you know, I don't even know that... Um, that when they're making uh, Banshee of Inisher, mm. him and... I didn't know that um, your man, the other bloke... Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. He's teetotal as well. Is Brendan Gleeson teetotal? Yeah, because he drunk to... When he was younger... He was like, he'd start drinking, he realised, a bit like Colin Farrell, he thought, I would go one way or the other. Ah. I have a, like, go the way of Richard Harris and all that. Yeah. Which is like, 
good actors, but sort yeah. of their career ruined by booze. Don Booze, becoming an actor. Right, Oliver Reed, all these. Oh, he said, I'll go the other way, oh. become a great actor. And he thought, I'm going to go the other way. And he was the one who sat down with Colin Farrell when he went through all that originally. Really? So you've got a choice now. Now, was, was, was that before they did in Bruges then? It was around that period. They said, that was the point. They said, you either go one way or the other now. Mm. Right? You've got, a, you've got a choice. You can become a great actor. Colin, you know, Colin Farrell did the right thing. Oh, no, I'm going to become a great actor. He's a yeah. great actor. And he's brilliant. But when they're drinking well. that film, when they're making that film, they're all drinking because they all... A lot of us were drinkers and they said they didn't want drinkers around them. Colin Farrell's like, I ain't bothered. If you want to put it, he said he just makes it they're all drinking that 0% Guinness. Oh, uh-huh, really? Mm. Yeah. They'll drink it. When, they drink, when you say that, they're drinking Guinness a lot in that, look that. Yeah. It's all that. All zero. It's that zero. Because said, he said, Colin Farrell's like a big sign. It tastes. They they're not alcoholics, were they? They just. They just alcoholics. Like... But he just he couldn't stop himself, Colin yeah, Farrell. He, he just said, so I just don't start now. Mm. He said, the easiest way to stop is don't start, and that is an old thing. Probably the it? best thing to do. Yeah, maybe. so he said, I just got into drinking that because I feel I want to go out. Or whatever, I can drink that and feel like I'm having still part mm. of the. As the you crack- do, and you do because when, when we was out that time with, with our friend's funeral, that you know I was drinking uh, non-alcoholic. Fortunately, I only had bloody non-alcoholic uh, Peroni, which wasn't too bad actually. But you're sitting there and everyone else is drinking beer and you've got beer as well. You do kind of psychologically. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a placebo thing. Isn't it's it? like- you, do, you, you start to feel a bit. Oh, I've got to try. I'm, why do I feel a bit? Squiffy here. It's, it's, not, it's purely cyclic. But I, do, I must admit, I do like non-alcoholic Guinness. I really do like it. No, it's good. The only thing, it's a little sweet, a little bit sweeter, isn't it? It's not as thick, but yeah. it's... I mean, I wish... I mean, we got the, the thing on Friday, I mean, I kind of wish they'd had... Because I'm not drinking non-alcoholic Bex, and I can't be doing that, so I'll just drink Pepsi. Yeah, But yeah. if I had non-alcoholic Guinness there, I'd be... I'd yeah, be yeah. So, some trivia for you. Right. So, we can round this up. Uh, during the... Now, are you any good with Roman numerals? Uh, Emma, are you any good with Roman numerals? No, no. Okay, I'm going to have to say it then. Um, During his scenes with the Jackal, the arm supplier, played by Cyril Cusack, is wearing a black armband. It is, yeah. What is that? Well, this may be to honour Pope John XXIII, who died on June the 3rd, 1963. So it's a popiness. Ah, right. I wonder what that was. The Liberation Day scenes were filmed at a real parade with most spectators being unaware of a movie being shot. This caused a bit of confusion. Many of the crowd missed up the arrests being filmed for real ones and attempted to assist. Oh, right. Uh, the movie features no soundtrack music after the first five minutes, other than uh, diegetic background music for marching bands, street musicians and radios. Director Fred Zinnerman deliberately refused to use it on the grounds that soundtrack distracts the movement and tension generated. No, I, I think... I think nowadays, I think sometimes there's too much music in films. Mm, I yeah. think sometimes a bit of quiet can be really good in a film. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Casson uh, yeah. um, mentions the jackal having done that fellow in the Congo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> I'm not being funny, but even in the script, you say that fellow in the Congo is very British. It is, yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Right. Uh, he probably was referring to Patrice Lumumba, yeah, yeah, he was the killed. first Congolese president. Yeah, yeah, I know that, Did yeah. I say that right then? Yeah. Uh, who was rumoured to have been assassinated by a European. This also alludes to Frederick Forsyth's third novel, The Dogs of War, yeah. which focused on European soldiers, mostly mercenaries, getting involved with African conflicts. It's a good film, it's got for walking in it. Well, that, that, The Dogs of War, it has, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, yeah, right. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I was just about to... Uh, yeah, yeah. So, let's go on to some comments. Uh, thank you to all those who sent us comments in. Uh, Ian Higgins, uh, Edward Fox is immense in this. For me, it's the first time I saw a disguise used in a serious and very believable way. It's true, isn't it? It's, it that's it. Really, it. it really, he just, yeah. like you were saying, he just changes his own opinion a little bit. Just a Not a ridiculous... Bit. No, like a... 
big mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah, knows? Yeah. Uh, absolute belt of a movie. The less said about the remake, the better. Uh, Tyler Adams, my favourite film of all time because oh. for such a lengthy film, there's not an ounce of fat. No, there's not. It's perfectly paced and ingeniously yeah. plotted and doesn't stray too far from the original novel. There's also barely room for any distracting romantic subplots which can so often bog down films like this. And Edward Fox is brilliant. Yeah. I can't think of a single one of his contemporaries who could have embodied the jackal no. better than he. A mix of refinement, cool-headedness and dispassionate, effective, efficient violence. Yeah. So we had a bit of a conversation me and Tyler did. Uh, this was a thread that was on Facebook about who could possibly have pulled it off. I came up with one person and right. he came up with one person. He came up with possibly David Warner when he was younger. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah, definitely. I came up with David Hemmings. Yeah. When he was young, you know, not not eyebrows Hemmings from Gladiator, but 1973 Hemmings. So think of Blow Up and a little bit, a little bit so you started to get a little bit more budget, but still Hemmings. So do you do you have a do you have a one? Yeah, that, no, you know, Weird. I watched a really good, really good David Emming film last week. Um, you know, no. I tell you what you want to watch. Remember, I was kept saying about the film The Squeeze. Yes. This not yeah. David Hemmings is the villain in it. Oh, okay. And he's fucking horrible in it. Oh. He starts off. You think he's a nice guy, mm. and it's very much like this. Where as he's going on, you're thinking he's so horrible in it. It's definitely where he's got massive eyebrows in it. His eyebrows are starting to grow in it. <laughs> Why didn't he never cut them off? Not too sure. I think it started when he did Magnum P.I. Oh, right. Because he directed them. quite a few Magnum P.I.s, yeah, yeah. but also starred in one. But like I said, you can watch that squeeze, it's on YouTube. Oh, right, okay. Just watch on YouTube for David Hemmings. If you want a, a bastard in it, who, who could do that who, kind Who could replace Eddie Fox? That kind of Fox in suave Englishman who's a bit of a bastard. Roger Moore nearly got it, you know. But he turned it down because he said he was too too well known for the. I party. think he could have done the suave bit. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, don't have a lot. He did use a lot of karate chops in there. He does a lot of karate chops. Oh, it's got to be English, really. Got yeah, yeah. Or European. David Niven. Could oh, David Niven be too old? Maybe. David Niven wouldn't have been too bad. It's quite hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite hard. If like, you think I'll, of it, I'll, I'll, I'll put that on there. When I think, I think, I think about it, I'll be um, doing that tonight. Yeah. No, I, I do apologise. I'm going to. I'm about to say your name wrong. Uh, Yolan Allen, E O L A N. Sounds Welsh. Uh, so I do apologise. I forgot your name. It just says fantastic film. Jonathan Dawes, a fantastic film and true to the novel by Frederick Forsyth. Oh, right, yeah. Gareth Cusack Williams, a cracking film to watch. <laughs> Somebody actually put on the thing which I haven't wrote down. I haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> uh, Mark Brockman that's like people who put like uh, I have no opinion on <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what I mean uh, Mark Brockman does a much better job than most films of streamlining the novel into a reasonable running time I wouldn't say it was perfect there are inevitable fashion and vehicular yeah, and, and yeah. anachronisms from shooting on location some years after the fictional events and the Edward Fox on the elastic shooting scene is is reasonable. That's what we were talking about with the, the whole kind of thing. I though. love that though, don't you? I don't know, maybe could we come from our like exploitation things. You like someone doing a big death. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, uh, another of those casts filled with faces familiar to fans of British TV too, including Judge Wally from Porridge, Henry Davenport from Drop the Dead Donkey, and even a cameo from Dr. Watson. Uh, I also think Michael Lonsdale's performance deserves more praise than it generally gets. And I have to be honest with you there, I think he plays that absolutely brilliantly. I really do. I think Lonsdale, I mean, there's, there's a lot goes in. I mean, 
For the time scale of it, obviously, yes, we don't want that film to be any longer. It'd be really poor if it was. Yeah, yeah. But there is a bit in it where I keep saying your cats. Yeah, yeah, that's Because yeah, yeah. everyone feeding. <laughs> but there is bits where you think um, how he gets all the facts and everything like that. Now, I know, like I said, we don't want it to be any film, but he does seem to get it bloody quickly. No, no, is no, he he's, no he's around his office, boozing, drinking coffee, Alka-Seltzer, yeah. thanks. All of a sudden, it just comes to him all of a sudden, doesn't it? Yeah. He makes a few phone calls and he's got it's something all in there. He's like, something no all. way. He's a, he's a genius. He's the Sherlock of the French. Yeah, the yeah, French yeah, 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 yeah. Now, uh, do you have the randomizer of justice? The, the, the waffle on that. Can you wheel it over? Are you yeah, okay? Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, big, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a and huge the, uh, thing. Let me just deprogram it. You got to program it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to program it. I got to. Uh... Have you got it? Oh, be careful, be careful with it. Don't be, don't be like oh, that. Yeah. Emma can uh, do it. Oh yeah, Emma, so can you what? please use the van, the Thor hat and Thor, yeah, the waffle arm uh, randomizer yeah, for the yeah, next yeah. film? You know, waffle on AI. There you go, what is it? It looks like a long one. <laughs> Westworld. Westworld! Can we talk about your Brenner for about 10 hours? That's it, are you going to be alright with that? Can you cope? We've gained. I love your Brenner. So are you going to Are you going to go? Are you going to see? Um, what's that film that he did? That uh, the musical one, uh, The King and I. I watched it at Christmas. You know they're doing the theatre version of it. Oh, The King and I. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the songs in it. It's a really uh, weird film. It's a bit weird. I'm getting, like I said, I'm going through that film. Man. I'm watching all films that I've never. Never seen. Like, like he said, my next one is Sound of Music. I've never seen the Sound of Music. <sighs> I've never seen it, you know. Mm. But it's like I need to watch it because it's important. I, mean, I love Christopher Plummer. Right. Oh, well, I mean, cin- cin- you know, cinematic wise, and the sounds fabulous. Mm. But I don't know. It does it, I don't know if I'm going to like the film. I just want to watch. I just want to. Well, on a, a lovely screen like you got, it is um, beautiful to watch. I must admit, it really is. Um, I've seen it. You know, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. It's a bit like Greece. I've never seen Greece all the way through. Because it's just always on. I like Greece mm. a lot. Yeah. I need to watch Greece. Well, it's good. It's a good film. You know, you got to think about it. They're all dead. You know that thing. They're all dead. Oh, with the, with the car goes up in the sky. Yeah. But that's the thing. You see, I've seen the beginning and I've yeah, seen the yeah, end. Yeah. I've never seen the middle bit. Doesn't someone get pregnant in it? So yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure. I keep getting mixed up with dirty dancing. Uh, Bit weird. Yeah. So our next uh, podcast is going to be Westworld. So again, if you want to send us comments, all the email address will be up in a bit from our friend Jen, and you can join us on Facebook if you want to. I understand if you don't. Social media is it's shit. shit. Um, so we will see you next month. Bye. Perhaps you could just start by saying uh, how you came to be cast in the movie. What, what are your memories of? Uh, of your first involvement with, with the film and with the director, Fred Cinnamon. Well, f- Fred saw a film called The Go-Between, and uh, in it I had a line which was to a, yeah, the young boy, which was, can you all hear me? <laughs> right. um, the line was, nothing is ever a lady's fault. And Fred said, any actor who can make that believable has got my ticket. <laughs> that was how I was cast. <laughs> and I, I, just, I just wonder if you had any reservations about playing such a, uh, an unsympathetic character as, as the jackal. Mm. You know, a stone-cold killer, as we, as we see. Did you have any reservations about playing a character like that? Uh, did I have any qualms? Yes, yes. No, not really, because uh, you've got to make uh, a, a totally immoral man uh, 
totally greedy, ruthless, brutal man, but you've got to make him likable. Otherwise, the audience don't want to go and watch him the film. You know, it's a funny old, old theatrical ingredient. Um, you've even got to feel quite sorry for him at the end that he missed. <laughs> he was a wonderful director, Fred, and quite rightly, very demanding. But every actor had to arrive on the set in their part. And as you saw from the film, there are not many words in it. It's all to do with feeling. And I always thought it's the feeling of the man that is the important thing. And I don't know how you do that. You just think about it a lot. Fred wanted me to play the part always. It took over six months to convince Americans. They were never convinced anyway. And, um, and all sorts of people came over to, to see him and audition. You know, people like Redford and uh, the big boys of the time, Nicholson, I think. They all wanted to play the part, but bless his dear, dear, dear heart, he stood out for me. Mm. When I saw the film originally, I felt certain that you were going to be cast in the role of 007 sooner or later. Were you ever approached? Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never, no. Now, I think uh, well, it was a bit too sort of lightweight. I think they wanted a, uh, lots of hair on the chest. <laughs> yes, sir. Talking of being lightweight, did you have to lose a lot of weight for the part? Because you, you look very pretty. Now, I, well, I was younger. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. I used to swim. There's a wonderful. Uh, uh, swimming pool in Paris, which is open air. So I used to swim all the time because I knew that really the look of the man, the physical look of him, had to be right. Uh, Fred uh, Forsyth uh, wrote the book in six weeks. I was wondering whether he got involved on the set or whether you ever saw him on the set. I did. I did occasionally. Fred Fred Zinnemann wasn't um, very keen on having anybody who didn't who wasn't integral to the film on the set. So uh, visitors weren't terribly welcome, and that included old Freddie Forsyth, too. <laughs> but he did arrive one day, and he said, come on, we're going to have a drink in a bar, I know, and near the Place La Madeleine. And he said, you'll be surprised who you meet here, and it was full of hookers. <laughs> The, the, film is, the film is set in 1963, yep. and there's the kind of the Kennedy assassination, I think, is the shadow of the Kennedy assassination is sort of hanging over the events in the movie. So was that consciously something, was that something that you talked about on set? Was that something that Fred was, was aware of? It's hard not to be, I guess. No, he, he never talked about anything in working hours except the work. Never. And he wouldn't allow anything to be. Uh, to go on, except the job. Um, I was wondering if you can watch the film now, or have you seen it too many times? I, I didn't watch it tonight, except at the end, but I'd seen it about two months ago in a club in Edinburgh, and was really pleased to, to think that it actually holds, holds its head up. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you think so. It's a great, great feeling.
It's not really due to me. I had a lovely part in it. But if you think of so many other, and I'm not, I'm not uh, being sort of coy, but so many other wonderful people. Think of Michel Lonsdale's performance. It's a terrific performance. And there are, of course, many others. But what goes on? What goes on for the making of a film like that? There's so many expert people are involved. And, you know, nobody ever hears about them. But that's what makes a film, really. All that input. Did um, Fred Sinner discuss with you beforehand that there wouldn't be any music in the film? Because it does seem to focus the audience's attention on your character for looking for emotional mm. Well, I think that's a good point. Um, he only used what he thought was necessary. And, you know, every scene, every take we did, he, he knew that, that there had to be a movement within even a little scene so that the story was moving on all the time. And anything that prevented that, and I think a lot of music does prevent that because it's a distraction. Um, but that's only a very great filmmaker can do that. Ah, yes. Just going back to the clothes, were you allowed to keep the wardrobe? Yes, quite a lot I wear now. <laughs> it's, an, it's an awful actor's trick. If you see something you really like, you, you take it off the peg. Yeah. How long did it take to make? Five months shooting. But the preparation probably, in my case, eight months before. In Fred's case, probably two years before. Um, Post-production would then be um, editing and all of that would be another, I don't know, three months maybe. And, and when you said you mentioned your eight months of preparation, what did that involve? <laughs> Well, finding out how to do the part for yourself, finding that that wasn't quite what suited Fred entirely, coming to an agreement about that, in which I lost. <laughs> I didn't lose, actually, but... Uh, it, I don't know what it is. It's sort of going to work, and you can't do it just like that. Yeah. You, you have to... Find it. Please join me in giving uh, a very uh, warm, uh, <laughs> warm of thanks to Edward Fox. So, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly.
MGM presents Westworld. Your attention, please. We will soon be landing at Westworld, the ultimate resort. We have you on grid five, over. It consists of three worlds of the past. Locking in now. Worlds where you can live out every fantasy. There's Roman world, the lusty, decadent delights of Imperial Pompeii. Notify ground crews. Medieval world, chivalry and combat, 13th century Europe. And Westworld. Lawless violence on the American frontier of the 1880s. Each resort is maintained by reliable computer technology and peopled by lifelike robot men and women. Let's stand by for resort activation. Ready on six, on five, on four, on three, on two. Activate now. Our robots are programmed to provide you with an unforgettable vacation. Dinner at 7, breakfast at 6.30. Get lunch on your own. Don't look like much here, but we have everything. You mean to tell me he's a robot? What'll it be? Uh, vodka martini on the rocks with a twist of lemon. Very dry, please. Just give him whiskey. He's new in town. Many elements of the Delos Resort are potentially dangerous. That's part of the appeal. Go on. You say something, boy. Kill him. Your move. Our technology is designed to provide all this in complete safety. In Westworld, frustrations find release. Desire ends in satisfaction. Let me handle it. And all in a controlled environment. That's not supposed to happen. We know you'll enjoy your stay in Westworld. Hold it. The ultimate resort. Let me do it this time. Where nothing, nothing can possibly go wrong. I'm shot. Go wrong. Raw. Go wrong. Oh, my God. Shut down. Shut down immediately. Westworld from MGM, starring Yul Brynner, Richard Benjamin, and James Brolin. Westworld, the ultimate resort. Boy, do we have a vacation for you. 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 For you.